A wig. It's hot local singles. Welcome to Hot Local Singles. My name is Josh. This is a podcast about pop music. Here with me is my co-host and bestie, Juan. Hi, this is Juan. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast with the most nuanced opinions about pop music. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's our tagline from no one. Something just reminded me of early on in our show history, we were really concerned that people wouldn't be able to tell us apart vocally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's clear. Well, <laughs> for us, sure, yeah. <laughs> Do you think it's not clear for people? Hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it is. I think it is. The more I listen to it, the, m- the more I realize that it is. they are different. They are different, <laughs> I think. Just to clarify, this is Josh. And this is Juan. That's Juan, yeah. Okay. Hi to our new listeners. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. We have a classic classic episode with a concept that made us famous worldwide, <laughs> all the way from <laughs> Russia to Africa. What's the name of that? <laughs> the lyric in that JLA song. <laughs> and we are rating 10 singles that were released since we last talked, which was like December. It was, yeah. We're talking about them. We're rating them hot or local. And we're having some fun along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Making some friends along the way, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> are we going straight into the music? I guess so. I guess we have no choice, yeah. Um, we just had a little pre-show to catch up that was on Patreon. Mm-hmm. There's some urgent business that's uh, happening in the music world, taking the industry by storm. <sighs> and that's someone named Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. Who I learned about, dare I say, hours ago <laughs> like <laughs> literally i added say listener so behind the scenes i added this song to the list and josh immediately was like get rid of that what is that yeah, i was like this like? song sucks <laughs> like why are you making me hear this it's the number one song in the united states of america thereby the whole world because that's the so we don't know that yet we don't know that yet but it's very likely oh i thought it was confirmed oh, okay it's number one on spotify or whatever it's the first song oh sorry the fastest song to hit it broke that 100 million streams it's like it broke the record of Ariana, I believe. Exactly. Um, so it's called Driver's License in lowercase. And it's by Olivia Rodrigo. She Olivia was, um, you may know her from High School Musical, the musical The Series, I believe it's called. Right. From Disney Plus. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Are these words, yeah. I don't know if there's a Venn diagram between like <laughs> that and this, but I anyway. If you're over the age of 22, which hopefully you are, no, actually, I don't care. I don't care if you're under. But if you are over the age of 22, you probably have no clue what we're talking about or who this 22 is. is an interesting cutoff. TikTok, though, I think played a big part in it. Okay, the first thing is, I guess, before we even talk about the music, is like, how did she get so big with her debut single? Yeah, it doesn't happen very often that a song goes number one for first single. Industry plant? Maybe. Maybe we suggest. The only other people who went number one from their first single are... Bestie, Zayn Malik, and also Bestie, Wait. Lauren Hill. Oh, okay. But Zayn Malik doesn't count. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> no. Because he had already had, <laughs> he already had like a career in a boy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. No, no, but it, I mean, as a soloist, he went number one. First yeah, I know it's different. It is different. Okay, and also Lauren Hill is from Fuji's, so that's yeah. a flawed line of thinking. What about Britney? She must have gone number one with that song. Yeah, but well, what was her first song again? Hit me, baby, one more time. Right. My loneliness, it's killing me. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Yeah. And it is, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is indeed killing Joshi. Uh, but that's for therapy. That's for another, that's for the next call. <laughs> Who can afford that? Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's for um, the post show. <laughs> Driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo. Let me write the mm-hmm. ship, please. Okay, yeah. Um, something that I don't have a driver's license, I don't know how to drive. I so do. Let's start there. Oh, okay, so jealous. far, not writing the ship in the way I wanted to. <laughs> Right, the music, the music. That's what we're here to talk about. Oh, well, the song sucks. Oh, yeah, it fucking sucks. I read her bio on Spotty, mm-hmm. and it goes like this. Hi, three exclamation marks. My name is Olivia, two exclamation marks. I'm a songwriter, an actress, and a huge Swifty. <laughs> oh, my God. In the first sentence. And it is very Swiftian, Swiftian, the song. Swiftian. It's very suburbia, you know? Yeah, I can see that. It's very, sort like... Sort of yeah, and very like uh, middle America, very like um, lowbrow. But now I'm just dragging the poor girl. No, the <laughs> song has some merit merit to it. It's a good. No, no, I don't know. It's not good. It's a ballad. <laughs> Let's say that it's a ballad that exists. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just talk about my impressions of the song, and I've listened to it quite a bit. Yeah, you should do an impression get, of the song. <laughs> But which I mean, my opinions, my instant like (laughs) takes from the song. Um, It's too screaming. It's too musical theater. It's too histrionic. Mm. Like I love ballads, and I feel like in in this podcast, I'm the ballad. I'm the one who likes ballads and who brings the ballads onto the list. But I don't like this kind of ballad. It's too Adele when I like Lord more. It's too yes. You know what I mean? It's too much screaming, too much like American Idol, Kelly Clarkson, like crazy vocals that to me is just corny. It's corny. Let's just say that. That's a it's great corny. comparison. American Idol. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's also John Legend, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's deeply rooted in um, whatever John Legend's like massive hit was. That was so isn't. fucking hard to hear all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of it. All in me, is that the song? I don't know. All of me. I was right. <laughs> All in me. <laughs> <laughs> All of me. What a meaningful title. Yeah. So, driver's license by Olivia Rodrigo. I'm sorry, milady, but you're local. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why people like it. Um, I just I think this podcast is about my opinion, and in my opinion. Firstly, it's a bad song. Secondly, it could not get more local than this. Uh, Holy This is shit. the definition of local, yeah. Yeah, give it a stream, I guess. I mean, it's the number one song in the country as we speak, I'm sure. As you hear this, at least. <laughs> not in this country. I wonder what the number one is in Canada. It's probably still John Legend. <laughs> <laughs> Something like 2005, yeah. All of <sighs> me, number one for like seven years. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past this. Michael Bobo. I Canadians love him. <laughs> He's Canadian. Yeah, oh, I Mr. know. Mr. Yeah, yeah. No confusion there. Okay, I'm, I'm happy to move on, although I do feel like we barely talked about the song, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> What's your show? Nuanced Opinions. Yeah, <laughs> it's on in <laughs> It's in the description. Nuanced Opinions. Thank you. Well-rounded. Next up, Playboy Carti. Mm-hmm. Um, the antagonist. The first fans. Yeah, the antagonist of Iggy Azalea's kind of life story right now. Yeah, the song's totally. called Slayer. Good beat, dare I say. But Juan, do you want to fill me in on the 
straight guy playboy carty drama that's drama. ravaged the yeah. nation. So obviously I don't know this firsthand, uh, so it's all <laughs> secondhand. But I've heard, Little Birdie told me that there was a lot of expectation and hype leading up to Playboy Cardi's new album. And then I, I kind of know that because I've, I'm a big fan of Dilit, amazing album. Mm. Like for rap, I'm not like a huge rap connoisseur, but I was like really, really into that. Um, there was a lot of like expectation leading up to this, a bunch of the songs leaked. And then the second this shit dropped, Everyone on like Reddit or whatever, the streets congregate was like, this sucks, we hate it, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Essentially just like a, a victim of like its own overhype. Yeah. Playboy Cardi, I feel like in a way is, has been since I led maybe like the, the respected rapper from his crew or from his like peers because mm. he's like more experimental than the rest. He's more like at the same time, very melodic. So it's like it's, his music is really impressive and I led is really impressive because he does manage to mix a really fresh sound with songs that you can play a thousand times. They're very melodic. They're very essentially kind of poppy. Hmm. I think what happened with this album, the backlash to it was that firstly, it's like a thousand tracks. I forget how many, but it's a bunch of them. So it feels like once you once you go past like 15 tracks, no matter what you do, it feels like you're diluting your vision because it's just too many things. It's 24 songs. Yeah. And also just like, it, I think from what I heard, that it's just not a big break from what he did in his last album. So right. people were expecting him to completely redefine trap, rap music, even music itself. And then he come, kind of comes out with like Dilate Part 2 with a bit more, with a bit more like aggressiveness. Yeah. Mm. So I think that's a drama behind it. Straight guys were upset, genuinely, it seemed like. Yeah, I think so. Like their feelings yeah. were hurt that it wasn't a good album or whatever. And there was like crossover in the hot local singles world, dare I say on Christmas Day when Iggy Azalea went live saying that she gave birth and Playboy Carti was not in the hospital. She had a scheduled C-section and he was playing PlayStation with Squirrel Uzi. Yeah, that's a really, really weird. <laughs> like, it's actually not funny. It's actually like, okay, you're washed up. Like, yeah, like you're a washed up artist. Wait, is the vibe Iggy? I'm getting. Iggy? <laughs> I wasn't going there, but I mean, I can't deny it. No, I mean, the, the men in question. The men in question. The men in question are like washed up children. And uh, yeah, they are overgrown children. They deserve to flop, it seems. Uzi's, I guess. Fine. I don't know. Yeah, I like Uzi. I like Playboy Cardi too. Um, I mean, yeah, per, his personal life sounds like a bit of a mess. Also, there were a lot of rumors that he was gay leading up to this album. Didn't Uzi have that too, though? I mean, they, they, they dress and act so fucking gay. And mm -hmm. um, there was a song leading up to the album that didn't make it, what's called Ad Me, like the, like the ad sign and then M-E-H. Okay. <laughs> In which he's doing like a lot of like baby talk. Um, <laughs> so like, I, I, I'm like, I can see how everyone would think he's gay. That's funny. Um, Melanie Martinez vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Not Melanie Martinez. Remember? Yeah, she got canceled too. Remember. Everyone's going to cancel, yeah. But she was like the first one. Yeah, the first. Oh, the first one. But the song that I chose for this list, Slayer, is probably the most, like the best song on it or like the most palatable. Cool production. Yeah. I mean, like the lyrics couldn't matter less in Slayer. Yeah. It doesn't really like affect me in any particular way. I guess I probably would hear this at a house party. Like this would be the one, you know? In Toronto, yes, absolutely. If that was happening. But yeah, I don't find it interesting, honestly. So whatever. Yeah, that's kind of the tea, honestly. It's pretty uninteresting considering what 
people were expecting from it and what he had done before. Um, is it local? Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next song. We got two locals so far. Get used yeah, to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. This next song is cool though. We like some we like some girlies in the chat. Yeah. This is Coco and Claire Claire. <laughs> it's a song called Pop Star, <laughs> in which they sing about being pop stars, which yes. is kind of very how local singles. Yeah, it is like so <laughs> meta. Yeah. Um, they definitely deal with like the mm, mythology of pop of how local singles, which is the <laughs> images of pop of, of like being a celebrity like the cover the cover of the song is like them in a car covering their head their faces like a tmz logo at the bottom pop culture died in 2007 like that slater song okay it's an interesting move that they are making singing about like being a pop star before they really are a pop star but i think that's what makes the f- song really funny and cute because it's like tongue-in-cheek exactly yeah. tongue-in-cheek it's like very the song works because even though it's a joke, it is pretty good. It's obviously not mm-hmm. like groundbreaking. It's not going to be top of the charts, but it sounds like pretty genuine bedroom pop that you can, they could probably made on GarageBand or like something like that. Just the two of them having fun girls, like, I don't know, girls being girls. It's very girly. I, fo- I found, I literally wrote down like cute feminine pop that is like not afraid to be girly, which I like. I appreciate that. It's like sort of like Grimes and Yeji. That's what I get from it. You know, like Like simple production and kind of, yeah, exactly, vocally too. Yeah, like uh, like Vision's Vision's Grimes when the production was like, yeah, bare bones. Not bare bones, but like, yeah, simple and like homemade. I wonder what their Twitter is. I feel like they're like tapped into the same Twitter like lobotomies that we are because a lot of the lyrics are like using phrases and memes from the internet, like, they sing about Mariah and they're like, and then it's like so feeling my Mariah, skinny, something like that, which is like a classic meme. Skinny um, is from like, really classic. Yeah. <laughs> from like I'm a real pop girly, no room for fucking posers, blackout mm-hmm. one night, next morning, not hungover. It is actually Slater energy, isn't it? Yeah. But they're not as LA. They're not as like actually trying to become big celebrities. They're kind of <laughs> just like, it. yeah. I okay. watched the video, which is why I'm saying this, because the video is very low key and it just reminded me of, my friends in New York, which is just, I don't know. There's like this more of a commitment to like being an outsider, whereas Slater is full on trying to become a celebrity. Right. There's probably a fine line there, but I see what you mean. Yeah. They're like indie. They're indie. They're indie, exactly. That's the thing, yeah. Slater doesn't have an indie aesthetic in the same way. No, I don't think she wants the indie cred, whereas I think that Coco and Claire Claire, like I can't, I shouldn't psychologize their intentions, but I do think that they are coming up within a scene that values like authenticity, indiness, <laughs> and more of like being like edgy, which I don't think yeah. Slater has that pressure at all. But anyways, right. that all that's all to say it's hot, it's cool, and it's good. So it's a pretty good <laughs> review. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you, Coco and Claire Claire. Pop star. What's next? So we're getting to the big topics of the week. The next song is Six Flags by none other than internet comedian. And musician <laughs> Azalea Banks. First and foremost, an Instagram story artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A performance artist, uh, Twitter based. Her medium is Twitter. No, I guess not Twitter. She got banned, not but yeah, anymore, Instagram yeah. stories. I do miss her every day on Twitter, though. Yeah, same. Should we start with the controversy that was attached to her this week or with the actual music? 
I think the song itself, which is yeah. called Six Flags, because it's just like it's so nothing. Let's say that. It's bad in the worst it's way. It's not why we like her. It's bad in the worst way because it's not even like campy bad or like so bad that it's no. good. No, it's forgettable. No. Yeah. It's like when she raps and she's trying to be hard. Ugh. I don't yeah, I never I like, like that. I never It never that. sits right. It's produced by Lunas, famous Montrealer, who had that I don't know, band collab effort called T tonight, like T and whatever, like just like the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. consonants. So it's I think it's that makes it even more of a shame that it's like a return to someone who had produced or at least was part of Azalea's biggest hit. Yeah. But the song is so milk toast. It just like it made no splash. Let's start with that. I think we're probably the only people talking about it in the universe. Basically, yeah. And it's just not interesting. Yeah, her songs are getting worse. Like Yeah. I'll I'll listen to 1991 for the rest of my life, but Yeah, totally. These rap songs are literally embarrassing for everyone. Her music is getting bad. Um there was she released something right before this, I think over the break called um I don't know. I don't think we talked about it in on the podcast. Mamma Mia. Oh my God. What a mess. Yes. It was like sort of trappy. And I think that's an issue with Azalea right now. At least my opinion is that at the time when she came up, she was the only one and she started doing like rap music over house beats. And that was so new and so good at the time that she really came up and became like a very distinguished sound. These two last singles, it seems like she's mimicking the Playboy Cardis of the world. They mm. like trap musicians out there so it's like it's not innovative it's not interesting no the bars are not even like funny clever or like no yeah nothing like there's not even like a cute hook in the production like Mm -hmm. there's no like reference to guitars which i feel like is what rap actually is if we're taking a look at like uzi and um carty there's like nothing modern about it at all it's strange yeah yeah it's like Which, weird that this is all she can do. I, I don't believe it's all she can do. I know she can do better. We know she can do better, but it is a shame that it's been a while that she's been making really mediocre songs. She really wants to be respected by the rappers. Totally. It's very that. It's very But it's that. like not going to work. Like she got respected for doing different things while exactly. rapping. Yeah. And it's a shame. At the end of, and at the end of the day, she got respect. I think it's a bit of her like she wants to get disassociated from the gay the gays. Homophobia. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, respected by like the actual rappers. But I think it's not really working for her because she's not getting good production. Like all these songs are so fucking boring. Yeah. Which kind of leads us to, I think we talked about this very briefly, uh, about like Azalea, the musician versus Azalea, the cultural icon. Because back in 2014, when Azalea's music was popping off, the line always was, oh, Azalea's music is so good. If only she stopped tweeting, if only she stopped being so controversial, it would be like amazing. She would have like a thriving career. Right. And that has completely flipped where now her music is completely ignored. No one is paying attention to anything she releases. But the second that she boils a cat or the second <laughs> that she calls, <laughs> what does she call? She calls Charlie XCX like an ashtray. Lana says that Lana's allergic to her fillers. Obviously, amazing one-liners that I wish she just included in her music. Imagine like a diss track by Azalea. Oh my God. Like no one would survive. <laughs> the death toll. Yeah, exactly. Now it's flipped in a way that I think it's really shitty because like she's a cultural icon, but she's not just that. We love her because she was to begin with, first and foremost, a great rapper and musician. 
and we're losing that. Yeah. Um, and I guess we don't. I don't know if we want to debate this at all, but is it racism? Do we think that there's like an element of like people being entertained by like black women? And I don't know. Like Azalea as a minstrel show. Exactly. Because that's what I got when I tweeted that. I got a comment saying that. I've heard that line of reasoning before. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Like, are the I things she you. does distinctly black? I don't think exactly. so. Exactly. That's it. I don't think it. I don't think so. Um, and we still are talking about her because of her music career, ultimately. Yeah. I will say, though, that she's never seemed so famous to me. Like I've said yeah, it on Twitter, and I'll say it again. Yeah. Like the trending, like what's it even called? The moment, she I guess. Was, she on was Twitter. she was trending on Twitter, yeah. She was trending, and it had like seventy k tweets. Like she's never had that many tweets mm-hmm. for a fact. Like I can tell you for a fact, mm-hmm. no one's ever tweeted seventy thousand times about Azealia Banks. <laughs> not even when "Broke with Expensive Taste" came out. Well, especially not then. <laughs> <laughs> not even when two one two was like popping for. Three years straight, you know? Like, yeah, because that was like a slow climb in a way. Yeah. This was one huge, huge moment. Bigger Probably. than like the chicken in the closet, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cat, you mean? I think it was a chicken in the closet. Am I wrong? No, no, no. I mean, this, but when you say this is bigger, you mean the cat is Oh, yeah, bigger this than, meaning yeah. the cat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what else? If you're confused, <laughs> listener, and I'm sure you already know about this, Azalea boiled her dead cat to save the um, skeleton? I don't know, the skull? Actually, the skull, yeah. That mm. is nuance that we're famous for. Yes. The cat was dead. Sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> nuance. <laughs> Glass shatter. Sound effect. <laughs> The cat was dead, long dead even, before yeah. she boiled it. I feel like yeah. people seeing the clips of that assumed the worst, you know? Yeah, they assume. maybe that is racist. They ass- I think that is racist. They <laughs> assumed the worst, and also they assumed that she was eating the cat when there was no suggesting whatsoever that she was going to be eating the cat. I mean, I guess when you boil an animal, the natural assumption for carnivores is like, oh, you're going to eat it, but Boiling. no. Yeah. Carnivores. Tea, 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 tea. I like what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it makes me angry just because I feel like um, I don't want Azalea to keep going down on this path where she's just a meme. And I want her to take control of her music career and come out. I mean, she still hasn't released an album in six years. Oh, God. Yeah. I think that's whack. I think that's whack. It just doesn't seem possible. Yeah, it doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. Release an album. (laughs) Well, she released a lot of singles. If she put an album together of these singles, it would be... It would ruin her career. Like, actually, on second thought, <laughs> don't release an album. Don't release an album. She should have, when, when was this, 2018, when she was doing, like, House still? Like, on a winter, Treasure Island. Big Big Beat? Big Big Beat, yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot that about That could have been a good album, yeah. Because she did release Big Big Beat in that EP mixtape. No clue what you mean. <laughs> it's, like, out of my memory, unfortunately. Um, Big Big Beat had an EP. Yeah, it's Lazy, I think that's what it's called. Not Slazy. That was on Slazy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Azalea, we need a diss track. Azalea, like you're a talent. You're such a talented wordsmith when it comes to dragging people through the mud. Put it in an album. Make money out of it. You're not making men money out of this Instagram stories. <sighs> Anyways. Wow. She will again one day. She will. Mark my yeah. word. Yeah. And at least now she's more famous than ever. So this song is, however, local. Next up, a, dare I say another period. iconic mainstay of the pod. Of Twitter and of, discourse. And of Twitter and of local mm. songs. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Helena, <laughs> Lana even, Del Rey, 
chemtrails over the country club mm-hmm. to be referenced as cock. As cock here on no one, yes. forward. How do you feel about cock, Juan? I, I love cock. It's one of my favorite tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, actually, both smell amazing. <laughs> um... Okay, the same question as Azalea. Do we start with the controversy or, or with the music? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like every song in the like in the rest of the episode is the same. Is question. That, no, no, this is the last one I think for Oh uh, my god. Yeah. Um I'm electrified. I think we start with the controversy for this one. Let's start with the controversy. Um No, let's start with the music. Okay, fine. So because you didn't care it, about my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like it'll be easier to talk about the music um i've uh, listened to this a lot chemtrails mm-hmm. over the let's start with joshua control. yeah because you're not the you're not the blind stan. i like all my opinions are biased so what do you blind think? stan yeah well as someone who knows close to nothing about the lore or whatever of lana <laughs> del rey i did instantly recognize um the imagery as a throwback does that make sense mm-hmm. is it like i feel like it's vintage lana yeah, Lana, since Lust for Life, has become very self-referential. Definitely Lust for Life the most with that. And I, my theory is that Lana's music, a lot of what she's been releasing sort of has been the same since Lust for Life. <laughs> this comes as a shock to someone who's like outside of the Lana lore, but I actually think that Lana's music is very distinct. Like, Born to Die is very hip-hop, which is very rock. Honeymoon mm-hmm. was very like violins and strings. And then ever since Lust for Life, she's gone on this like folk mm. era that has been an extended era. Interesting. And what I've been getting, what I've been getting from Cock so far, the album I mean, <laughs> is that Lana's at a point where she's over the era. I feel like all pop stars nowadays are really battling with eras. Like they, they don't want to keep doing eras. No one wants to do eras because it's a lot of work. And I think Lana. That's happening to Lana as well. And a lot of tracks that are on Norman fucking Rockwell and a couple that are on this album were actually recorded during sessions for Lost for Life. So I think that we're gonna what we're gonna see from Lana from now on is less differentiated eras and just a string of like music that comes out. Hmm. In terms of Cock the single, I liked it a lot. <laughs> and I was happy because the last one, you know, you guys know I hated What's it. What's it called again for me? Let me love you like I they them. Let me love you like a bottom. Let me love you like a faggot. Let me love you like a... Let me love you like a woman. <laughs> oh my God. It didn't click until you told me. It was one of the worst Lana songs in my opinion. I just really didn't like it at all. I hated those vocals at the beginning mm. <laughs> where she starts screaming and screaming like, eh, no, okay, save it for like Phoenix, Arizona. We don't want that. Cock, I think, has a beautiful <laughs> melody. I think it's not her most interesting music like it's not ultra violence, there's no honeymoon, it's no born to die, but it's better. And it makes me hopeful that Cock the album will be a, <laughs> cute, a cute and good Lana Del Rey release. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about it. So here's my issue with Cock, mm. and I don't say this very often, but Cock reminds me of Taylor Swift. Mm. How so? <laughs> How so? He's like typing. <laughs> <laughs> Sending it to the police. I guess it's sending it to the police. I guess it's um, I guess it's the imagery, right? Like, mm. it really does remind me of what, in my mind, Lana Del Rey is. But I don't know. For some reason, now that's overlapping with Taylor Swift, Country yep. Club, 
sort of like leisure culture. Um, <laughs> it is very aspirational, and I don't really, I don't remember Lana Del Rey being this aspirational. Like she's not getting beaten in the song, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, the the big narrative arc of her career since Lust for Life is that she's happier. So it's become more about yeah. Since Lust for Life, okay. Since Lust for Life, NFR had a bit of that, but NFR was still depressing. I don't. I think she'll always be depressing, but definitely the 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 arc is that she's no longer like the tragic figure that she was in Ultra Violence. Right. I do think you're right. I think she's getting more Swiftian, but I do want to add. I would nuance by saying that Taylor <laughs> Swift is getting more Del Rayan. Oh. Yeah, and Taylor Swift has acknowledged her influence or the influence that Lana has had in her career. I remember, like, I think it was a speech at the Billboard, like, award or whatever, where she essentially said that she's a big Lana fan and has been, like, very inspired by her. Interesting. And ever since, like, Wildest Dreams, you can see that she's taking up a lot of the, like, imagery that Lana exploited or, like, hmm. sort of, like, pop- popularized. Um And I think the main culprit for that merging is actually a guy... Whose name? Don't I'm say about it. To say. No, don't I'm about say, to say it. it. <laughs> Jack Antonoff, producer <sighs> of a lot of Taylor Swift albums, most at this point, and producer of Cock by Lana Del Rey. Jack Antonoff to the Cock. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to say it, and Lana's fans are going to kill me for this, but I'm done. I'm done. I think Lana should go away from Jack. I think Lana's Lana in. Ultraviolence and Honeymoon has the had these like lushly produced songs where like there was like a thousand layers. It just sounded so beautiful. And Jack is great, but I think that the issue with Let Me Love You Like a Woman and Cock is that they sound <laughs> underproduced for Alana Track. Like Alana Track used to be the you cinematic, think? immersive, blah blah blah. Now we're getting like a cute song. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think a bit. I, and also Jack It's Antonio pretty has, cinematic to me. It's pretty orchestral. Yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is. It, it Considering is, Jack, it is that. Jack usually does like Lord vibes. It does seem yeah, different yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. But the cock didn't need to be jacked. Like we can agree on that. Hardy But yeah, chuckle. I think cock is a good song. <laughs> Makes me relieved for the direction of this album. Um, and then musically, my takeaway from Lana is that, and this is for my stance because you're the only ones that care. I think we have to like <laughs> brace ourselves for Lana facing out a pop and mm. truly becoming like a singer-songwriter moment. And yeah. she's going to keep making music that is going to become less and less poppy, more and more folky, or more and more like just less momentous, less like exciting in a way too, which is kind of shitty. But it makes sense. I think she is an artist, a, a mid-career artist who's a bit having a bit of a crisis about like what to do next. And interesting you said moments ago about um, the lack of era I think that's true for a lot of people, yeah. for a lot of pop it's, stars. A lot of pop stars are struggling with that. Like Ariana obviously has explicitly said that. Taylor yeah. is struggling with it by forcing eras onto us like every second. <laughs> you know, I'm a like, low-key Swifty, so I appreciate it. But I mean, I don't think ever more, ever green, ever get, should exist. Like it's more. too much content. <laughs> um, if we have time, should we talk about the controversy really quick? Or well, we, we have time. Yeah, let's talk. So as she released the cover of her album, which is atrocious to some and <laughs> ugly to others, <laughs> uh, Lana just like preempted people's response and she said something like, oh, there's a bunch of people of color on my cover. And then that was last week. And then this week, the controversy was that she had a BBC One interview with Annie Mack in which Annie Mack, and I listened to it, and in it, Annie Mack asked her, 
directly what do you think about the political situation in the U.S.? To which Anna, Lana replied, I think that Trump isn't aware of what he's doing. <laughs> and in a way, she said something like, her whole point, which is very Vretzkerian, was that the real issue is like narcissism. But the real mm. issue is that Trump is a narcissist and he's so up in his delusion of grandeur that he doesn't even realize what he's doing. The internet mm. ran with it and kept furthering these like, Lana is a Karen MAGA Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing and that was sort of like the the discourse this week mess mess as a stan i was really pissed because i feel like at this line it's in a point where like she can do nothing right people are just gonna jump on anything she says and like i don't know i feel like this whole situation was thrusted on her a bit like obviously she she had it on herself she, it all goes back to that question question for the culture post so in a way she called for it but ever since she's been like Kind of like what Taylor Swift went through in 2016 to 18, where like she has to defend herself constantly from this like accusations that she's a Republican, even though there's mm-hmm. absolutely no proof out there that they are. Like they're mm-hmm. both very much liberals. They're probably in the worst. Like I'd rather they be Republicans. They're like liberals in like the Biden way of it. Right. Yeah. But because they did like little misstep, not little missteps, but essentially they just don't express themselves in the way that it's like approved by liberal discourse. It's just like a bit of like a f- the phrasing is off or like blah, blah, blah. And that just led to everyone calling Lana a Republican and it got her in trouble this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just recounting the events at this point. I'm not even, I don't even have a take other than I think it's stupid and I think people need to move on. I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with Lana too. It's like so many people hate her and stop <laughs> listening. I don't get it. If you hate her so much, why are you so invested? You're just a, you're just a fan. You're a fan. Well, what are they going to talk about? Yeah, Azalea. They already talked about it. They talked. Um, yeah. she's anyway. not the only MAGA MAGA controversy though. Artists are just dropping like flies. Yep. Yep. Yes, artists are dropping like flies. <laughs> Phil Spector just died. Breaking news. Uh, who do we know? Who that is? No. Do we care? No, we don't. Um, <laughs> Some of us know. Oh, sorry. sorry. But he was a bad man. <laughs> so he's dead. Sorry. Um, we're coming to you from the future. We're cutting this episode short mm-hmm. because there's so much good shit yeah. that we just wanted to make it a second episode, right, Wanzi? It's better to be a second episode, too. You get double the content in <laughs> kind one of. week. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it's like it, kind of a lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, so we're like splitting up the next episode, which comes out in just a couple of days. So just listen to this today and tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we'll come back with some new singles, some new singles that we really love. Mm -hmm. A couple of comebacks that, like musical comebacks that were like, eh. We try to figure out who Ashniko is, why she is. Mm -hmm. And then... Huge Danielle Harrell comeback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we start off the next episode with a little group I like to call Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Just a little indie group called Backstreet Boys. They've gone QAnon. That's all coming up on Wednesday. Yeah. The whole thing is on Patreon now. The extended cut, in fact, of right. the whole episode. So, so if you want to listen to all at once, if you can't wait for the next uh, half of the episode, just go on Patreon, subscribe, and you'll get both of do. the episodes in one plus even more content plus the pre-show. Yeah, if, you, if you're not subscribed to Patreon, you have been missing out on the pre-show, um, but it's, it's pretty fun, so I recommend. It's $5 a month. It's, it's getting very sham wow, but I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We'll see you very soon. Bye.